Welcome to Songs and Stories, a behind-the-scenes look at independent music. This time out featuring a chat with Santa Cruz favorite, Jesse Daniel. Here we go. This show isn't really on cassette tape, but I love that sound effect. And if you have my new record, Hey Karma, you know that sound effect opens the opening track on the record mixtape, which is about cassettes and all that kind of stuff. If you're old as I am to remember cassette tapes. So anyway, welcome to Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither. This is Songs and Stories, episode number 175. Thank you for downloading, streaming, listening, however you found this show and this particular episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This time out, we're going to be talking to somebody who's been really making a name for himself around the Bay Area for a long time. And for me, it checks off another one of my cool people I really want to talk to checklist items. We'll be visiting in a few minutes with Jesse Daniel, who's a youngish young man, did a, an EP about three years ago that's getting a lot of airplay on KPIG. He's been playing KPIG shows and playing Mo's Alley and playing just all over the place. Really nice um, honky-tonk by way of Santa Cruz. And uh, I think somewhere up in the San Lorenzo Valley, which is just north of Santa Cruz, there must be something in the water. Somebody should just bottle San Lorenzo Valley songwriter spring water and make a mint. That's where the Coppice Brothers came from and Taylor Ray and just a whole bunch of other fine, young, outstanding musicians that are all making their way onto K-Pig and out in the world. And Jesse Daniel is one of them. He came by the house recently to talk about his upcoming first full-length record called Jesse Daniel. He talked about it, where it came from, who played on it with him, and um, really kind of went back and forth about how he's been really playing guitar his entire life, like leaving it, coming back to it, leaving it, coming back to it. And he finally decided, this is what I want to do. I want to write songs. I want to tour. And he played a couple of things live off the new record, which you'll hear in probably about 20 minutes if you stick around, which I hope you do. And um, it was really fun to kind of finally get to know him. We've been crossing paths over Facebook with, you know, a lot of mutual friends in common and had a really nice visit. I loved his music. I loved his songwriting. It's really tight, good stuff. And I think I want to just jump into the interview because I really want you to hear this guy. Uh, a quick update on me, if you're at all interested, is um, I've been playing with my new band, Michael Gaither and his new best friends. We played... Last Friday night at Santa Cruz Mountain Brewing, had a great time, so thanks to Joe, Greg, Eliza, Jeff for playing with me, and for everybody who came out, thank you to uh, Emily and Tamara at the brewery, and sounds like we'll be back at some point. It's a great place. It's one of the first microbreweries in Santa Cruz County. I think it's the second. In fact, my growler was purchased there many years ago, so it's a nice place, nice people, organic brew. We played there, had a good time, and then next weekend we're going to be at the... Um, Days of Wine and What Knows is big annual fundraiser for Santa Cruz County Animal Shelter. We'll be there with the full band. The Coppice Bros will be there. We'll be doing part of a Tom Petty tribute as well. That's going to be fun. So if you go to michaelgaither.com, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com, click on shows, and you'll see what we're up to for the rest of the summer. Gigs are, fall gigs are falling into place. It's, it's a good thing. Everything's great. And uh, it's nice to play music with your friends and have people show up and listen. It's just, it's all, it's all just a real blessing to play music and and to talk to people like Jesse Daniel, which we're going to do right now. 
Like I said, Jesse released an EP about three years ago called, as I nonchalantly clipped to his website, American Unknown. And the track you've probably heard, especially locally on KPIG Radio here in the Santa Cruz, Monterey area, is Don't Push Your Luck. Again, this is three years old, and it's still, it's a great, screaming, fun, honky-tonk track. We're going to hear that and then talk to Jesse. And as we roll along... I'll let you know that um, you can find out all about Jesse at jessedanielmusic.com. Um, the big release party for his new CD, Jesse Daniel, is going to be May 26th at Moe's Alley in Santa Cruz. And then Jesse is heading east with his girlfriend, their RV, and his band, and just and playing, um, I think, pretty much all the way across, all the way across the country. And if you listen to songs and stories this show for some of the inside baseball talk about music, you'll learn that uh, quite often when you want to tour, you don't just suddenly get 50 dates across the country. You start with what's called an anchor gig, like I can play this place in Texas, which is pretty good, and then I can play this place over in maybe Missouri, which is pretty good, and then you just start backfilling. So you find places you can play to kind of reach out, and then you backfill them and figure out, okay, I'm going to play here tonight. Can I get over there by tomorrow night? (laughs) Can I make it in six hours? And you really, it becomes very strategic. You've got to figure out if you can make all the gigs and where you can play. And and um, Jesse's doing it. He put this whole thing together fairly quickly with contacts and friends and, and people that liked his music already. So May 26th, Moe's Alley, then he heads east. So if you're local, you can find him at Moe's Alley on May 26th with the brand new record, Jesse Daniel. And... Uh, Look at jessedanielmusic.com for all the other information about uh, the record, the merchandise, and uh, all that cool stuff. So like I mentioned, he did a, uh, an EP a few years ago, and we're going to hear Don't Push Your Luck, and then we'll drop right into the interview with Jesse Daniel. Here we go.
Batteries are good. Levels are good. You've met Arlo. Arlo's calmed down. Arlo's okay, hanging tough. Hey, buddy. It's a nice to finally meet you. I mean, we've been crossing paths on Facebook. We have a bunch of friends in common. I know. Um, we both get played on K-Pig, which is nice. Yeah, it's, yeah God love K-Pig. God bless K-Pig. That's right. So when you came in, you were talking about the RV. Yes. So our RV, we, we kind of got it for festivals and for traveling. It's nice for day trips. But for a mm -hmm. festival, it's great because it kind of becomes the, the, the central scene. You know. Right, and, right. And it's really... It's nice to like travel a little bit. I don't travel that much, but it's nice to like be able to just have everything in one unit, you know. And totally. So you're doing it, the RV thing, in a big way coming coming up. Yeah, yeah. We just uh, got a, a Fleetwood RV, and we're gonna be taking that thing across country. All right. Um, with a band. With a band. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna fit a band, my girlfriend, and uh, our, our good friend Cass. Uh, uh, she's going to sell merch and. Uh, yeah, so six people Wow. on a 33-foot <laughs> RV going to North Carolina and back. It'll be interesting. It's going to be an experience, man. I'm How looking fun. forward. I'm sure it'll be all over Instagram and Facebook. And oh, yeah. We'll take keep, lots of video. You know, you, know the, you know the drill. We'll yeah. keep everybody real updated, yeah. <laughs> How long is the tour going to be? Um, that one is just shy of a month. Um, that one's yeah. going to be long, you know, so it's... Uh, it's cool. It's going to be, as I was scheduling it, the thing, it just right. kind of got longer and longer. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, now we're at a month and everybody's, um, you know, we're just getting all our ducks in a row and stuff to leave for that long, but it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, upon the release, you know, it'll be good to get it out there. And the release is scheduled for, is it May? Uh, yeah, May 26th. Right. Uh, we're doing it, we're releasing it, and then we're doing a release show at Moe's Alley that day. Great. So, yeah. We'll be there for that. Oh, right on. Um, you know, and so, so I think for the audience, too, for the behind-the-scenes thing, when you when you plan a cross-country tour, mm -hmm. you probably have what are called anchor gigs where you're like, I, I, I know I can play here. Right. I know I can play here. And then you start making phone calls and try to fill those in. Can mm -hmm. you explain kind of what got you back that far and then how you kind of like filled in dates along the way? Yeah, totally. Um, mm. Pretty much uh, how it's gone is um, I have, like you said, the anchored, you know, mm -hmm. towns or cities that I know people in that I've been right. to or... Um, you know, so we kind of originally just planned to do the tour from, you know, Southern California. I have a lot of friends from Southern California out through Texas that okay. I've met through playing music. Right. And um, I kind of just booked that leg of it. And then we looked at the map and we we're like, we're already going to be halfway there. And my guys that I have in my band, they have a lot of friends out, um, you know, in that area in North mm -hmm. Carolina and, you know, even out in Tennessee and stuff. So we kind of just... Uh, decided to keep it going you know and kind of make it just you're that far you might as well go a little farther exactly you know and that's um yeah it'll just be kind of we're already out there you know so why turn back nice so how many dates in all so far there's a so far shoot i think there's about 15 or 16 dates 
No, um, that's good. I think that's including the release show that's in town on the 26th. Mm-hmm. And then Santa a, Cruz. Yeah, yeah, a couple others. Um, but yeah, I think in total it's going to be probably, hard to say, about 22 to 24 gigs, I think, in the whole thing. We're going to have some days off, definitely, long sure. driving days. But uh, that's a be cool. That's a big project in itself. It is, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, It's been a lot to prepare for, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Are you going to go through Nashville or Kansas City by any chance? Because this this actually this show actually runs on two internet radio stations that are in those towns. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um. You know, not necessarily uh, planning on going through Kansas City, although I would love to in the future. Yeah. Uh, Nashville, I know we will be traveling through. Okay. Um. I'm not sure on having anything firmed up just quite yet as far as a gig, but um. Definitely want to go check out Nashville. Yeah, I'll throw some names your way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nice, nice. And um, so as far as your music, too, I I was watching some of your videos on your site. I love that little compilation video from Henflings, I think, where you're doing doing White Lightning, you're doing some some Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah. I think your immediate roots look like, you know, rockabilly and classic country, but then we were talking, you go back to the punk, too. Totally, And you've been playing for a long time. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've been playing, um, been playing, uh, you know, music in general since I was a kid. My dad was a musician, right. always, and he always just played, you know, uh, kind of classic rock and roll type stuff, mm-hmm. blues, rock and roll, some country. He played in a country band for a while, and he, um, yeah, I always looked up to him and his guitar playing and songwriting mm-hmm. and stuff, and wanted to be, uh, you know, like him. And so I think that definitely made an impression. But as I got kind of older. Mm-hmm. You know, got wilder, and I really wanted to kind of go my own way with it, and do sure. you know, and I, that's that's what kind of was uh, alluring about punk rock and all that, right? And you know, a lot of cool people that I looked up to also were into it, and uh, you know, girls that I liked and stuff like that. So, <laughs> so I decided to. That's uh, a good draw. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly, man. So I just all those things, and just a love for the music. It was uh, it mirrored how I felt at the time, which was, I was pretty angry a lot of the time and Mm -hmm. really, um, you know, just, uh, had a lot of aggression that needed some direction and whatnot. Mm -hmm. That was a pretty good outlet for that. Yeah, sure. We were talking about the Ramones before we started recording and, you know, my, my, you know, my punk days. And Mm -hmm. I remember, um, Tommy Ramone, we've lost all the original Ramones at this point, but he, he was the original drummer. And then, you know, in his later years, he became a bluegrass musician. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's he was crazy. he was in a was it Uncle Monk? He was in a duo. He, they did two or three records, and he wow. was playing mandolin and, and guitar. And he said, "You know, I couldn't play drums, and I played in the Ramones, and I can't really play mandolin now. I'm playing in this duo." He goes, "It's all the same. It's just right. you know, it's edgy, whatever you you know, folky kind of whether it's totally. comes out from a punk place or, or a folk place." Yeah, you know? man. Yeah, like we were saying, it's all all kind of related at the end yeah. of the day. You so know, whatever so. whatever kind of genre draws you in. Absolutely. Yeah. And your friends and peers and whoever else are kind of in that too, you know, mm-hmm. people that you admire. So, who are some of your um, sort of musical or songwriting kind of kind of influences? Songwriting wise, um, you know, growing up as far as like one of the bands that really kind of bridged the gap from like the just kind of classic rock and roll stuff to almost country, you know, type of kind of honky tonk songs was Credence, uh, Clearwater Revival. Mm-hmm. They really or, um, you know, they had some country songs, some more rock and roll, kind of right. almost psychedelic songs. Like, And they were, uh, you know, I really, really always dug Credence. Um, 
You know, as far as songwriting goes, uh, I love Towns Van Zant. Mm, um, okay, that's a know, good. That's a good place to start. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Really had a period where I got really into, um, you know, song Guy Clark, Towns Van Zant, guys like that. Um, just real like songwriters. You know, mm-hmm. that's like their their thing. Not necessarily honky tonk guys, but then I also love the simplicity of like you know Ernest Tubb songs. Yeah. You know, really simple classic you know, old school country. And, uh, yeah, I think my style kind of just lies the way I see it somewhere in the middle. You know, Mm -hmm. I try to incorporate a little bit, um, you know, personal stuff and emotion and whatnot, but lighthearted too. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, because my my parents listened to old country and when I was a kid, you know, that was, I kind of didn't like it because it was my parents' music. And then when I started getting into songwriters, especially with, you know, K-Pig being in the area, going back and listening to those old classic country songs with two verses and a chorus and you realize yeah. just how beautiful and simple those songs were it's like absolutely it's hard to write a song that short right <laughs> i know it's that's the truth man it really is it's an art in and yeah. of itself you it's know? very cool when you can nail that once in a while it's it's a cool thing right yeah totally so are you a, a write every day kind of person or right when the influence comes along or just do you it, know um, there's been periods of time where I've written every day mm-hmm. and I've gotten in the practice of doing that. And that's yeah. usually, you know, when I'm turning, you know, out the most songs that I'm happy with. But, right. um, but you know, as of recently, I've been so busy with working on this album and um, kind of focusing on getting this whole project, you know, released and, uh, yeah. you know, touring with it and doing this whole thing that I've been just focusing on that. I haven't really written a whole lot um, in it's the last hard. few months. Yeah, it is it's tricky mm-hmm. to find the time and, and inspiration when uh, you know you don't necessarily have time just to sit down and no. And, and even and even when you're doing like normal like like a normal day job and you get done, you think, mm-hmm. oh, I have a couple hours, all right. But sometimes if you're busy doing stuff when you get done, yeah, it's hard to get into the. I mean, this sounds kind of like a drama queen thing, but <laughs> it's hard to like just like switch gears and get into that creative headspace unless you yeah, can like I, really no. push everything aside. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. that's totally how it is for me. Um, but yeah, sometimes I'll be. Uh, sometimes I'll be really inspired just doing uh, everyday stuff. You mm-hmm. know, as far as you know, working. A lot of times I'll get ideas when I'm laying down to go to sleep Mm -hmm. and um, I have a hard time falling asleep a lot of the time and I'll just have ideas come to me and then I'll grab something and write something down and then, you know, the next day or in the morning or whatever. Right. I'll kind of revisit that idea. Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten to, I've been really fortunate. I've gotten to interview Gurf Morlicks a couple of times and he says he likes to write at night because, what's, what's the phrase? Gurf said, that's when all the filters go down. That's awesome. You're just kind of like not really thinking, and all of a sudden you get a little right. phrase, and you know if you don't write it down, yeah, yeah. or you think, I'll write it down in the morning, you're not going to have it, and it just it flitters away and somebody else gets it. Totally. Yeah. No, that's the truth, man. I like that. Somebody else gets it. Man. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I have to write it down, so it's mine. Right. Yeah. So the new record, um, so your last release was a 2000, it was... 2015. 15, yeah. right, right. And this, yeah, is, a, yeah. this is a whole new band, because you were just in the slow learners up until... Recently, yeah. and you—is it a whole new band? Is it kind a of a whole new band? Yeah. Um, well, Bruce moved. Yeah. So Bruce. So from the slow learners, uh, yeah. Bruce moved. Bruce Wanmeyer, great pedal steel saxophone. Oh, yeah. The guy you want to hang out with, like the nicest guy in the he world. He really yeah. is. Bruce is one of my dearest friends, and like he is just a really easy to get along with type of guy. 
Yeah, he's hilarious, man. The dude tells a hell of a story, oh, too. He's so fun to hang out with. He yeah. has stories, man. But, um, yeah, Bruce is kind of on the road. He's traveling, uh, been out in Arizona. and Yeah. He was just back in town recently. Right. He played with us once. Um, nice. That was really cool to, to do that again. Um, so Bruce is kind of on the road. Dom, uh, my old drummer, he moved away to mm-hmm. uh, Montreal. He's going to school out there. Okay. And then Chad Bowen, my bass player, um, he's playing in some other bands. Oh, yeah. I'm no longer yeah. playing with him, but right. he's also another really great dude. He's busy. He is, man. He's a great bass player, man. They get snatched up. I, well, I talked to him a, a long time when he was still playing with McCoy Tyler, and he goes, uh-huh. yeah, I got some time. You want to? And I wasn't really doing a band thing, and then I decided it was time to like try a band thing again. I got a hold of it. Right. He never got back to me, and finally I saw him, and he's like, Sorry, man. I'm like, it's okay if you're. I'm. I'm happy you're working. He's, mm-hmm. He felt bad that he didn't get back to me. I'm like, oh, oh right. It's fine. Anyway. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's really cool. And yeah. So those guys, we all just kind of, you know, it evolved and moved on. And um, I had been friends with these guys for a while that I have now. Mm-hmm. Um, my guitar player and bass player, um, Sean and Lane, they are a part of this thing. They play old time music, and they're a part of this thing called the Santa Cruz Old Time Music. Um, collective. I don't think I've heard of it. Okay. Yeah, if you look it up, they they host square dances and oh, and uh, at the Blue Lagoon once a month. And mm. I do um, once in a while. Like I usually sit in with them either just on drums or like I'll play guitar. Or sometimes right. I sing songs. Well, because you, you were a drummer originally, right? That was <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I always drummed in uh, in punk rock bands, and um, I actually played the drums on my record. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So once. The slow learners all kind of moved uh, moved on and whatnot. I got these guys, and they're my traveling band. But as far as like, as far as the um, album goes, that's just uh, had Bruce on mm-hmm. pedal steel and saxophone. Uh, I was really lucky to have Jamie and Kellen Coppice uh, play oh, some nice. piano and yeah. harmonica, and uh, another dear friend of mine, Wyatt Hessemeyer um, from Miss Lonely Hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, another great band. He did all the backups. My girlfriend Jody did all the female backups. So it's like we had this great cast of people. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> so that's kind of the difference between like that. The EP was just all me, just kind of figuring it out. And right. This thing is like. Like a real production that I'm, I'm actually like really proud of. So I can't wait. And he pulled in these local, these local, these local slingers to these, you know. Yeah, uh, you know exactly. Yeah, got some some real aces in there. I'm that's stoked. nice. I'm really happy. I'm, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to to yeah. uh, get that thing out. Where'd you record it at? Um, I recorded it with Henry Chadwick at the Compound in uh, Ben Loman. Okay. Yeah, the Compound Recording Studio, and then. Uh, we mixed it over at Halekua Studios in Ben Loman also. Okay. Yeah, that's Henry's dad's spot. So it's kind of cool we got to use that. Yeah. So you're from Ben Loman? Mm-hmm. There's something about the water right there. You you <laughs> and the Coffus Boys and Taylor <laughs> Ray and you know, I know, this, whole, this whole next generation of these great Americana artists coming out of the mountains. It's great. Ben Loman. Yeah. Ben Loman, baby. <laughs> I don't know, man. It is. I've thought about that before. Yeah. Just as far as like, yeah, Taylor Ray, the Coffus Brothers. Um, who's the other one? There's so I many know, other I'm, bands. I'm forgetting like, names, but those are you and the Coffus Brothers and, T- and Taylor's one of the ones that I, I think of right away. Totally. Yeah. There's There's been a lot of uh, like talent in the San Lorenzo Valley and yeah. just, you know, up in Ben Lomond for sure. That's yeah. pretty cool. And then South County, we have K-Pig, which is kind of, it's a hub for all that stuff, which is great. It really is. Yeah, K-Pig's been, 
just getting started in my music, that's so cool. Um, everybody always told me, like, you should definitely, you know, reach out to K-Pig, you know, mm -hmm. try to try to talk to K-Pig, you know, and in my music career so far, I've got to play there on a few times, you know, yeah. so far, and it's, I love it, love it's it. It's just a wonderful resource. It's, it's, it's a real anomaly, too, but it's, it's such mm -hmm. a great resource, nice people, yeah. and, you know, Laura Allen years ago basically created the Americana format, so it's a story, right. too. That's awesome. Yeah. How long did the record take? Mm. We started uh, started recording the thing. I think June of last year. Mm -hmm. So it's been, uh, you know, wow. So it took a while. Yeah, yeah. It took took a little while. Um, you know, under a year. Me and Henry were joking that like if it's under the year mark, we're okay. <laughs> we're okay. And, yeah, can't take too much longer than that. But can't it, be like rumors where it takes three years or car wheels yeah. on a gravel road where you record it and toss it out and start over again. Right. Yeah. yeah. We just you know we just kept uh, trucking away. And in the beginning, he. Um, he had a really busy schedule. I did too. And, yeah. You know, work and our our own musical projects sure. and things that we yeah. have going on. So we uh, had to do you know nights and weekends for the longest time, right. and just kind of piece together all the time that we could. And in the very final push, um, it was cool. We got to kind of hammer out a few like you know solid weeks. You know, and just get the thing finished. Yeah. Yeah. We just finished it the other day, so it's. Uh, on its way. Wow. And I think another kind of behind the scenes thing too is people think, you know, a record took a whole year, but you know, you can't really spend like a solid year in a studio. You've got to, you have your jobs that support it. You've got your music right. that you're playing mm -hmm. and you've got to get the people that you want to play on certain tracks. You've got to schedule that. So that's kind of why uh, yeah. things stretch out the way they do sometimes. Yeah. Scheduling with musicians, man. That's a, yeah. that's a tricky thing. They're busy people. <clears throat> I always say that, you know, playing's the easy part. It's the 17 emails and the 27 phone calls. Yeah. No, that's the truth, man. Yeah. I agree. But it's good that people are busy. Absolutely. Yeah. What's the record called, by the way? Uh, it's going to be self-titled. Okay. Good. Yeah. Because this is your first big, full-blown studio release. Yeah, yeah. Originally, I, I you know, there's going to be a song called California Highway on the record. That's mm -hmm. one of mine. And um, I wanted to call it California Highway, but um, this is my, my first full-length record um, ever. And so I just wanted to do it full, you know, self-titled. Yeah, it's appropriate. An introduction, you know what I mean? Yeah. Introduce myself to the world kind of thing, yeah. you know. So you finished, I just the idea of, of spending a year doing a record and then planning this long tour. Those are two separate huge projects. Yeah, yeah definitely. Constant emails and uh, constant um, just thought. Lots of thought put into everything, you mm -hmm. know, so it's... it's uh, the kind of work that's really re rewarding, though, at the end of the day, it's it comes back to me tenfold, you know. Yeah, so. and it's it's great when you have a project that you've, you know, brought in people that you care about to play on, you know, and you're happy with it. Totally, yeah. yeah. I got to have uh, my dad play on the album. Really? Actually, yeah, oh, he got to cool. play on a couple songs, and uh, he just he has some soul awesome ripping solo spots on there mm. so it's cool and he's an amazing guitar player so he's proud too yeah yeah you know it feels good to have him be proud of what i'm doing and sure. you know i'm really honored to have him on the album so it's cool nice it's been an awesome thing let's hear something off the record you brought a guitar i did i brought her let's have a listen all right all right we're back on and we're recording so what are we gonna hear here, uh, California Highway. This is uh, one off of the new record. Nice. All right. On that California Highway, 
recall the last time that the highway gave me this much peace of mind. Down for this morning, you left me without warning. And I can't recall the last time that you left, and I had no tears left to cry. us apart my mind has seen no greater shade of blue my boots are cracked and worn and scarred just like my shattered heart you left me only one thing left to choose on that California highway like a bird I yearn by way I can't recall the last time song thanks man. if you wanted the title track you know right right that's what i was thinking i really like that one wow what a cool song i love the i love the rhyming the image wow what a great song wow thanks so Congrats. much man i'm glad you like it thanks yeah. a lot you know it was kind of a short interview you want to play one more mm-hmm. all right yeah absolutely man Nice to finally hang out and meet. I know, likewise, man. Really glad that we got. There's to do been this. a couple of these where it's like there's people local that I haven't that we just let's do a podcast and we just hadn't had a chance to sit and just totally. visit and shoot the breeze. So yeah, man, this is a cool. It's a cool way to bring people together too, musicians and whatnot. Mm. So thank you so much for thanks having for coming me. down. Yeah, absolutely. Jesse so Daniel, play another one. Yeah, I'm Jesse Daniel. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm gonna play uh, another one called The Banker. This one is uh, this one is on the record. I saw a dollar bill Blowing on the side of the road So I slowed on down And I turned around Just to be sure 
It just might be my lucky day. Lord knows it goes a real long way. This could be the break he knows I've been praying for. He had to be back just about a hundred yards. As I drove on down the road, I saw a line of cars. Up ahead, out in the street, under a car, I saw two feet. The nicest shoes that you ever saw with those eyes of yours. Somebody ran over the banker at the corner of Anchor Boulevard. People flocked around in herds, grabbing bills like they were birds above their heads. I was taking unearned fortune, but earning wasn't how his was required. It just goes to show, reap what you sow. But earning 
Was in hell his was a fire It just goes to show Was it lying the bridge? Some people never get enough, some get what they deserve. Yeah. We could only hope these days. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, some. Keyword some, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great songs. Um, good luck with the record. We're looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Michael, for having me. Really appreciate and it. Safe travels. Yeah. Talk to you next time. All right. Thanks for having me. Once again, you can find Jesse Daniel at jessedanielmusic.com. You can also find him at Moe's Alley on May 26th with the big release party for his self-titled full-length release, Jesse Daniel. And thank you again, Jesse, for hanging out at the house and uh, coming down, playing some music. And uh, if you're listening out there, uh, a special howdy to Bruce Wanmeyer, who was in Jesse's last band, The Slow Winners. Bruce is a great guy. He recently, him and his wife, just decided to head east, and they moved, and they're traveling around and bopping back into Santa Cruz once in a while. He's just a, a great musician, really cool guy to hang out with, and just wanted to say hi. So, hey, Bruce. So that was it for episode 175. I hope you do check out Jesse's music and, as always, support these artists that we have on this show. I'm very grateful to get their time and pick their brains a little bit, and hopefully you find it as interesting as I do. So that was Jesse Daniel. Coming up on the next episode of Songs and Stories is going to be something really kind of cool. There's a local videographer, photographer, filmmaker named Richard Newman who's done pretty much all my video work for the last several years. Everything, if you go to my website, if you go to my website, michaelgather.com, and go to the video page or go on the front page, there's videos for Highway 17, the zombie song off the new record. There's a really nice black and white promo for the Hey Karma record. There's three, four, or five um, live at K-Pig videos. Richard Newman has done all those for me, and he's a great guy, incredibly creative. Um, surfer guitar guy all-around cool guy again you do music and you're, if you're nice to people occasionally you get nice people hanging around you that's why we do this and um he recently not recently a while back he was going to photograph a surfboard it started out as something that simple and he photographed it and he'll tell you the whole story in the next interview which is not going to be with a songwriter if you haven't picked that up yet um, he photographed the surfboard and he said, well, I'm, I'm not done. And everybody in the room said, well, what do you mean? And he said, well, there's a whole story here. Uh, it was a handmade wooden surfboard. So he photographed it for and about a half years later, he just finished a full length documentary called Addicted to Joy, Surfers and Shapers, the Larry Fuller Project. And he profiled I couldn't count how many, but surfers and people who make these wooden boards by hand and some who make foam boards and the, the passion and the artistry. And even if you're not a surfer, which I'm not, but I appreciate it, the, the, the passion and the art and the craft that goes into finding this, this, this wonderful wood and shaping it into surfboards. Uh, it's a great film. So coming up on the next episode, I'm going to get together with um, Richard and a couple of guys. You'll hear some clips, some interview clips, and some music from the film. But we're going to talk about where this surfboard 
documentary came from, how it evolved, and where they're going to take it to local film festivals, and kind of what's up with that. But it's a fascinating story. We're going to talk about all that next time on Songs and Stories. And as always, you can find me at michaelgaither.com. And whether you heard this on KC Cafe Radio, Grateful Dread Radio Nashville, or iTunes, or across Facebook, or Twitter, or somewhere out in the uh, interwebs. Thank you for listening, downloading, streaming the show, and please support these artists, and uh, thanks for listening. I appreciate your time. We'll talk to you next time on Songs and Stories. Take care. <laughs>